0: Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. As the art market is in its annual August dormant period where not too much is happening, galleries are predominantly closed, auctions are pretty sparse, we wanted to take this time and check in on another alternative asset to see how it's doing. While the art market remains quiet in August, the classic car market just had their biggest auctions of the year, the Monterey Auctions, which raised a record $469 million dollars. So we wanted to explore the classic car market further and see how much overlap there is with the art market. So in this week's episode, we're joined by John Wiley, Manager of Valuation Analytics at Haggerty, an American automotive lifestyle and membership company. John helps us recap the auctions and also breaks down some of the basics for us of the classic car market. We hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for listening. <music> thanks so much for coming back on it's great to chat with you yeah adam thank you thanks for having me absolutely so it seems like the big headline from the monterey auctions was in spite of some economic concerns the sales raised a record-shattering 469 million dollars was this a surprising result to you or has the classic car market been this strong for a while or perhaps the answer is yes to both of those
1: yeah, um, so I mean, it has it has been strong for almost 18 months. Um, we've started to see some signs of weakness uh, in the market. So we're a little concerned about that. Um, and so we actually had for this year, unusually uh, a range of outcomes. So uh, at the sort of at the low end, we had something like $300 million in total sales. Um, and then at the high end, we had as much as $492 million. Um, so the 469 is, is much closer to the high end of our range of estimates.
0: So um, we were pleased with the results at the, uh, the auctions this year. And so who exactly is fueling this robust market at these price levels? Is it traditional art collectors predominantly? Is it speculators? Is new money involved? Maybe some crypto money? yeah um we see uh, probably a range of
1: participants in the market and it's you know some are probably more active than others uh with our data we looked at recently at financing uh on vehicles so whether or not raising rising interest rates would be affecting some vehicles more than others and, and we actually found i mean well and you know it's not a complete picture of financing but um we did see that there aren't, aren't any vehicles in the market that have a majority of are, of which are financed so um you know more modern stuff 25 years and newer uh, that's up to 40 percent financed um but for the most part a lot of the more vintage vehicles it's only about five percent are financed so um so it doesn't seem like there's a, a you know a lot of speculators um we do hear a little bit about potentially sort of new entrants in the form of speculators, but it still doesn't seem to be widespread. We also hear uh, a little bit about how um, art collectors are increasingly looking to get into the market um, just because they see cars as, as sort of this uh, new viable medium, so, um, but nothing really pervasive yet.
0: And so if we take a step back for a minute, I imagine a lot of our listeners have read the headlines about the classic car market, but aren't extremely familiar with it. Maybe some are participants, but it would be great if you can break down some of the different collecting categories within the classic car market and how well each of those did this year. Sure, yeah, and there's sort of um,
1: the different, two of the segments that did really well um, this year are actually sort of overlapping um which kind of makes it a little easier um most i mean as with our cars are kind of organized by age in different areas so um but what we see is one era that's doing really well is something segment called analog supercars and so these are cars that are about 20 to 30 years old um, and they have a lot of performance and pretty you know advanced design uh, for the time but they don't necessarily have a lot of computer driving aids And so some cars like this in this category are the Ferrari F50, um, Porsche Carrera GT, Ferrari F40, um, actually and the designer of that recently passed away earlier this week, so um, sort of a changing of the era for that uh, vehicle. But um, the other um, sort of flagship car in that segment is the McLaren F1, and so these cars all kind of came out in the late 1980s, early 1990s, mid-1990s. Um, and are increasingly several million dollars or up for the mclaren f1 potentially 25 30 million dollars so um so those cars sold well um this week the other group that sort of overlaps with that is something that we sort of describe as this ferrari halo supercar set um and so there are five of them uh and again sort of proceeding chronologically the earliest one is the early 1980s, 1984, Ferrari 288 GTO. Um, And that set a record this week at the auctions, this past week. Um, There's the next one in the set is the Ferrari F40, um, which is the most numerous with about 1200 examples produced. Uh, There was a record set for that uh, this past week at the auctions. Um, The next one in the set is the 1995 Ferrari F50, um that they set um two records for that this week um and so the next um two in that set didn't sell quite as well they're the more modern uh 2003 ferrari enzo and then the 2013 ferrari la ferrari um so those are the five vehicles 288 gto f40 f50 enzo la ferrari um the earliest cars all sold very well this week and so again we see a lot of interest in these sort of Ferrari supercars, but not quite the most modern examples.
0: And I know you touched on this a little bit in your last answer, but what would you identify as some of the most noteworthy results at the auctions this year?
1: Yeah. Um, so one of those was the that Ferrari F50, which um, one of the auction companies, Broad Arrow, um, which was having their first auction, um, they sold for record at, uh, for that model at $5.2 million. Um, then some of the other noteworthy sales um the sort of the more traditional collector cars um, sold well so this was a 1955 ferrari 410 sport Uh, this has a lot of racing history in the u.s uh, notably by carol shelby uh, as a driver before he went into sort of car making with the shelby cobra Um, that sold at rm sotheby's for 22 million dollars and then another big sale was in the pre-war market uh, this French 1937 Bugatti Type 57, Atalante Coupe, uh, which and Company sold for $10.3 million. So um, strong prices for those segments, but nothing really spectacular either.
0: And as you've had a chance to really thoroughly analyze the sales and look through the numbers, were there some surprising results that maybe haven't been talked about as much? yeah so we actually in the um so the pre-war market is is kind of the seen as the most
1: traditional and maybe the old masters equivalent of the art market but um these are vehicles that were built before world war ii pre-war um in that sense so 1930s and earlier um although maybe uh sort of starts in the late 1920s um And so in this case, there's actually, at the auctions this year, there were 12 uh, of these 1930s Mercedes-Benz 500Ks and 540Ks. And these are seven-figure cars, which in the car world makes them pretty valuable. Um, And they're sort of seen as the most collectible Mercedes of the era. Uh, But because there were 12 of them at the auctions this year, and we only usually see two in an entire year, uh, we weren't sure if they would sell well, or you know if it would overwhelm the market, or what would happen. Um, but all um, but ten of the twelve sold, um, which is a better sell-through rate than sort of the overall sell-through rate for the auctions, and also better than the pre-war segment. So, and for all those vehicles in that nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties era. Um, so we we're surprised. I mean that they, these all these um, ten of the Twelve um, sold well and sold for a pretty strong amounts, So it does show that there are collectors that are still willing to turn up for some of these sort of early pre-war, um, very desirable collectible cars.
0: There's a lot of focus on the strength of the market, which makes sense when you have results like you did. But were there any signs of weakening in the market that you think may become more evident over the next six months or 12 months? Yeah, I mean we are seeing a, a few signs of a, of a
1: slowing market, and we weren't quite sure how it would manifest in Monterey but um, Monterey is is a pretty unusual um, area and auction market most of the cars do sell for six figures I think uh, 113 cars sold for seven figures. Um, this past week, which is a record. And uh, the stealth rate for those was pretty good. But overall, I mean, we do see signs of weakness. There's something that we have this Haggerty market rating, um, which sort of measures the heat or temperature of the market. And for 15 months, it went up. And so it was showing and indicating that the market was getting hotter and hotter uh, with you know more transactions and faster appreciation. Um, and so that was an unbroken streak for 15 months and it started sort of in early 2021. Uh, however, in July and August, uh, it retreated a little bit. And so it actually was down for July and August. Um, and primarily that was due to inflation, uh, which was outpacing appreciation that we've seen in the car market. And so that's, I mean, it's, I think, affects more of the broader market than sort of what we've seen in Monterey um so we'll see in january when there are some of these more kind of mainstream live large auctions both in florida and arizona um whether or not the market is is will continue to sort of slow down or whether it's um you know continues to sort of uh speed ahead as it did in monterey
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have to follow along and see how the market performs over the next several months. John, thanks so much again for coming on the podcast and helping us recap the Monterey auctions and share your insights on the classic car market. If our listeners want to learn more about the market, you're often writing about it, where can we follow you and read your material? Yeah, our our
1: website, insider.haggerty.com is our market focused uh, website. And so we write about all things that are sort of market related for the collector car enthusiast vehicle market there. Perfect. Thanks so much again, John.